Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. I'm a mom, physician assistant, writer, and life coach. Two years ago, I was feeling stuck, restless, overwhelmed, and I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea what that even meant. And the crazy part is my life had turned out pretty awesome, at least on paper, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong or why I felt out of alignment. A series of books and podcasts and conversations changed my life and revealed my next journey one step at a time. My purpose right now is to help you wake up to your soul's purpose by sharing conversations with amazing women who've walked in your shoes. Keep listening and the answers to your next step will come, I promise. We're all here for a reason, and I'll help you figure out what that is so you don't have to waste another minute sleepwalking through your life. I definitely don't have it all figured out, so I'll also share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. There's a Peanuts cartoon. Snoopy and Charlie are shown from behind, sitting beside a lake. Someday we will all die, Snoopy. True, but on all the other days we will not. And y'all, this is, it's how we spend all the other days, all those days when we're alive that count. So listen to this episode and I'll give you some tips on how to make the most of those days. Hey friends, I so appreciate y'all listening to this podcast. I know you have a lot of things going on. So thank you for tuning in. I don't know about y'all, but it's been a difficult uh, couple of weeks with the news of the school shooting um, from yesterday and the Buffalo shooting. And it has just, you know, I sat in my car this morning and listened to the news and just cried. And that was really hard um, just thinking about why things happen. So this podcast is a little bit along those lines, um, but it's more about when we resist or grip. So I was listening to um, Oprah the other day, her Super Soul Sunday podcast, and Michael Singer was on there. He wrote The Untethered Soul, and then he wrote um, another book. The latest one is, I think it's called Living Untethered. Um, But anyway, he said that all suffering comes from two things. It can be traced back to these two things. Either we're gripping or we're resisting what is. And if you think about it, that is... In my life, whenever I'm suffering or in suffering is in quotations, I'm not um, dying or anything, but when I'm suffering, when I'm in pain or distressed or worried or anxious, it's usually because I'm either gripping or resisting what is. Um, Our thinking self is the one who wants to grip or resist. Our self who's the observer is the one who's watching the gripping or resisting. So I'll go into that a little bit a little bit in more detail, but um, I wanted to give you some practical examples. Like right at this moment, think about what is bothering you. If somebody said like, what's going on? You don't seem like yourself or you seem like something's on your mind. What would you tell them? I am thinking about our upcoming trip. We're going to Indiana to see my husband's relatives and I'm not worried about the actual getting there. I'm worried about the nine hour car ride because the kids can be, uh, they're, they're older, but they can still be really difficult on car trips, like, you know, fighting with each other and 
surly and all that stuff. But who gets to decide if they make it miserable? Can they force me to be miserable? Are they the ones making me not have a good time? I mean, think about that. Like, I am a grown woman. I get to choose my thoughts and my reactions, right? So in this case, am I gripping or resisting? I'm resisting the experience for sure. Um, But think, okay, this is another way to think about it. What if I told you you only had like 2,000 hours left in your life? So if you knew that this was like a certain number and then you're you're gone, you're not going to be in your human body anymore. Like, wouldn't you consider that a gift and wouldn't you want to hang on to your kids' words and snuggle them and love on them? I mean, they would probably roll their eyes and really prefer to be on their iPads, but you get my point. I am the one resisting. I'm the one choosing to be miserable in this case. It's so hard in the moment, though. Uh, Michael Singer says, start with low-hanging fruit like traffic and weather. How many of us resist weather? I mean, this morning it's gloomy in Georgia. It looks like it's going to rain. And I'm just like, ugh, why does it have to be like this? So this is an example where you can notice that you're resisting. And then you can, you kind of do this little mind trick where you think I'm resisting. And then you think, wait a minute, how did I know I was resisting? Oh, there's a part of me that's able to sort of watch so that means there's there's like more than one part of me inside of me. I don't know if this is making any sense at all, but just um, putting a sliver of space between you and the you who's feeling all this is the way to um, lessen that grip or that resistance. What about if it's an awesome experience, like a weekend where you and your spouse go to a cool restaurant, maybe there's live music, maybe you're on the rooftop, you've got a fabulous view. Are you in the moment, like noticing your husband's crinkles around his eyes or the taste of the food in your mouth, like using all five senses Or are you gripping? Maybe you're like, oh, this is so amazing. I don't want it to end. I mean, that's even a form of gripping. Or like those of us who take pictures of everything instead of actually experiencing the event. I mean, you really can't hold on to experiences with your phone. And I'm bad about doing that too. I think most of us probably relate more to the resisting than the gripping. So does it help? Like if you're resisting something, does it really help you? Um, Do you resist it? Because in your mind, maybe if you resist it, it's like, well, I don't accept it. So Michael Singer says, imagine like um, you're floating on water, maybe in the ocean. So you're just floating there and the water is going to do what it's going to do. Sometimes it'll be calm. Sometimes there will be waves um, and you're still okay. You're still on the water, but you're distressed because of what's going on around you. You're um, distressed because the waves get turbulent. You're distressed because the sun is too hot, Um, but you are okay in that moment. And you may say, well, no, I'm not. I could drown any minute now. But in that exact moment, like picture wherever you are right now, if you're driving, if you're sitting in your house, in this exact moment, 
your body is breathing itself. You can take a deep breath. You're not bleeding. You're not um, being held hostage. Like in this moment, you are okay. So any pain or suffering you feel is most likely because you're resisting or gripping onto something. Um, I don't even look at my schedule at work. So I see patients um, in a dermatology office and I try not to look at my schedule ahead of time because I will feel my body tense up. I start resisting. Um, Oh no, that patient's coming in. Oh my gosh, she is so long-winded. I'm going to get so behind. Or I'll say, what? They put somebody at my last spot of the day with a rash, a new patient with a rash. Oh my gosh. And it's not even half the time. It's not even what I think it is. And it's totally fine. But you can create suffering by anticipating what's going to go wrong. Um, My thoughts were the things creating the suffering. I was not actually suffering. So when I'm looking at my schedule and I'm like, oh no, like my body is fine. I'm breathing. I'm not in any pain, but my thoughts about the experience are what's creating all the pain. Let's just for a minute talk about pain. So there's clean pain and dirty pain. I like, I like that. That gives me a good visual. So dirty pain is when you experience um, pain from your thoughts, like from something, it could be something in the future. It could be something that's going on right now, but you're not actually in pain. Your, your thoughts are creating the pain. Clean pain is like, yes, something horrible happens. You get that phone call. Your heart is crushed. Um, That is clean pain. And so there's a difference. So if you're suffering with pain right now, ask yourself, like, is it is it something that's going on right in this moment or is it something that I'm anticipating or remembering? Um, When my kids were little, like both of them, I resisted so much of their baby time, their baby stage. I just could not imagine making it until they were in elementary school every day, every hour seemed to drag by when they were newborns. And I also felt huge guilt because people can't have kids or um, people have lost kids. And I, I just felt this, I think it was probably depression, postpartum depression, but I resisted it so much. Um, I'd get sad and anxious every night around 7 p.m. because I knew that my husband was getting ready for bed and I was the one, the milkmaid, feeding the baby, and I'd start dreading it. And I just was like, I'm the only person in the world who's awake right now. This is horrible. I'm never going to sleep again. And so that was, um, I clearly remember how much I suffered, but I also am now the observer and I can look back and say, you know, in that moment, you were fine. Like you're in a climate controlled house or apartment. You have a healthy baby thrown over your shoulder. You're fine. But in the moment it was, you know, horrible. My thoughts were just creating this whole um, storm of bad thinking. Um, I was talking to a friend last week who's not happy in her job and she's in full resistance mode. Um, she was telling me about some good things that were going on at work or that 
that maybe should have been considered good, but she was just in full resistance mode. She could feel it in her body. She could feel the tension, the resistance. She wakes up tense. She's thinking, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. Um, And then you start noticing all the, the things that are bad about your job. Will I find another job? Am I ever going to get out of here? What if I'm stuck here forever? What if my next job sucks? Um, Another friend started a business about a year ago, and it was her dream. But right now she's in the thick of it, and she can't remember why she thought this was a good idea. She's sort of gripping and resisting. She's resisting um, all the chaos and the stress, and she's also gripping the way it used to be. Like, I used to have so much freedom on the weekends. I used to have, like, my weeknights to myself. I used to be able to spend time with the kids without being so stressed. Um, So both of those friends are suffering in their own ways. Their actual situations aren't causing suffering because when you think about it, again, in this exact moment, they are okay. They're not bleeding. They're not struggling to breathe. They are okay in this moment. Um, The suffering for both of them is just, there is think it's the thinking. So what do you do about this? Like, really, we see this on a podcast. You can nod your head and say, yeah, I mean, I kind of get that. But what do I do about it? Um, I'm going to read you a poem by Pema Chodron. She wrote a book called um, When Things Fall Apart. We think the point is to pass the test or overcome the problem. But the truth is things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and fall apart again. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for the grief, room for feelings, for misery, for joy. I guess that's not a poem as much as it is a a quote from her book. But yeah, so the healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. So for you to make room for all of these worries and fears to happen, you have to be in the observer seat. You have to pause long enough to sit back and say, wow, look at me. I am really freaking out about this. And I've had to do this this week with um, Eli's graduating from eighth grade, Ollie's finishing up with fourth grade. And I just today realized how... um, how I'm kind of struggling with it and with regrets about things I did or didn't do and worries about the summer and next year, Eli will be in high school. Um, And so I just paused, you know, when I was listening to the news broadcast about the school shooting, it just, it hit me that like in this moment, I am okay. My children are okay. Um, It's, it's a, it's just a part of me. It's a, worried little hope inside of me that is the stress girl. Um, But when I can step back and get quiet and turn the radio off and just sit there, I'm able to look at all this and think, you know what, in this, this exact moment, like right now, this split second in time, I am okay. (sighs) Y'all breathe. My dad used to say um, when I was anxious about a test or an interview, he'd say, just remember, girl, they can't eat you. (laughs) This is so silly. Like, of course they can't eat you. But this was just his way of saying, like, chill, be still, breathe, all is well. 
Like they can't eat you. So I say that to myself sometimes. Just remember they can't eat you. All right. So y'all, again, I want you to think about um, what's bothering you right now. Name it. Is it about the future or the past? Are you gripping or resisting? So just go ahead and name it. Maybe you're doing both. Um, also ask yourself, this is just me being curious about it. What are you doing to treat the discomfort you're experiencing? Do you feel like you have to pat it? Like, um, this is when addictions often come out with foods or Amazon shopping or, uh, drinking. So we resist what is, or we grip to what's not. And then we start, um, trying to make it better and we make it better sometimes with, um, things that we are addicted to. Um, I overcompensate. That's sort of a, I guess it's a workaholic sort of addiction. So if I'm worried about um, a child, my child learning math, I am going to go way overboard and order a math workbook. I'm going to hire a tutor. I'm going to text three different parents to find out what they did. Um, same thing if I'm, if Chase and I are not getting along, I'm like, okay, I need to schedule a date. I need to like over plan for Father's Day. I need to make sure we have marriage therapy lined up. And it's, I almost wish a, a part of me could step out of my body and just like, give me a big slap across the face and just say, stop it, stop it. Or maybe you're the type that you run in the kitchen and you're just like shoving cookies in your mouth because you're freaking out about what's going to happen or what has happened. And you probably wish a part of you could just step out of your body and like grab you by the shoulders and say, stop it. You're okay in this moment. <laughs> so um, yeah, earlier I, we went to the eighth grade award ceremony. It lasted way longer than I thought it would. It was so hot in there. I was resisting the heck out of it. I was like, when is this thing going to end? I am so hot. I might faint. Um, I bet my underarms are going to stink and I'm going to be late to do this podcast. And so I was just sitting there resisting, resisting, resisting. And then I caught myself and I took a deep breath and I was like, we are okay. I'm okay in this moment. My body is hot, but that is a fact. It's not um, something that I have to have thoughts about that creates suffering. So start with low-hanging fruit. Just um, pick a few things that you're not going to be emotionally invested in, like the weather or traffic or the line at the grocery store. And see if you can be okay with it. Michael Singer says, the truth is everything will be okay as soon as you are okay with everything. And that's the only time everything will be okay. So I understand this is, it, it is not going to make sense when you apply it to um, somebody you love dying or something like big like that, but use it with little things. And you, I think you'll see a difference in your day. Um, I'm going to read y'all one more quote from Pema Chodron. Rather than being disheartened by the uncertainty of life, what if we accepted it and relaxed into it? What if we said, yes, this is the way it is. This is what it means to be human and decided to sit down and enjoy the ride. 
All right. I'd love to hear from y'all. Send me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com. Or if this episode resonated with you, um, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe. We're going to take a little break this summer. Not too long, but um, before we start season three. So subscribe. So when I start back up, you'll be sure and get the episode. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless, and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call, and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.